everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Star Sit Down. Today, we have a longtime friend of mine. I've known her since I think I was in the sixth or seventh grade. She's the current drum major of the Texas State Marching Band, Miss Samantha Hernandez. Hello. Hi, Kim. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's been a long, I had a long night last night, so I'm currently running on, I think, four hours of sleep-ish, but I'm making it through the day. What happened? I don't know what happened, honestly. I like, I don't know. I stayed up pretty late on Saturday night because we had a late football game. I got home late and I was like, well, I want to watch Halloween movies, like if I can't do anything else. So I watched movies. I was up till probably like three or four, which is not normal for me. I usually try to go to bed at a decent time. Decent time, not a good time, but a decent time. (laughs) (laughs) And my Sunday, just, I was catching up all day on Sunday. So that's what happened. How, uh, how has this football season been with the marching band? The football season has been good. Um, we, it does look a lot different. We haven't been having as many games. Um, I don't know how far, I don't know how many weeks, I think we're 10 weeks into the semester, but we've only had three games. Like this past Saturday. Yeah, this past Saturday was our third game. We had like a five-week, six-week little break um, in between the first two games. So we just came back (laughs) from a long time of not playing at football games. And I keep uh, seeing the pictures Professor Holzner posts on his Instagram with like everybody playing on the mask and playing outside. Yeah. How's that been? Um, It actually has not been too bad. Um. I actually have one of the masks right here. <laughs> I have it right here. I use it in my classes. I don't play an instrument in the marching band, but um, I play instrument in just my music classes because I'm a music major. So the masks are actually pretty cool. Let me show you. <laughs> so um, this is the mask. And then like for us to be able to play our instruments, they have like this little hole right here. But it's not just like a hole. There's like a little cloth covering. So in order to play, you just lift that up and you slide your mouthpiece in there. What the hell? Yeah. Like, I have my horn right here. I was going to practice <laughs> after this. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just slide. You literally, they say set. You got to bring your horns up. You just like slide it on in. It takes getting used to. I'm still getting used to it. Then it's in. That's insane. You just play. Yo, I've, I've, because I see all the pictures and I'm like, why, like, why are they wearing masks when they're playing? But that's, that's honestly, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I know. I was like, whenever I first heard about it, I was like, kind of shocked. I was like, masks with holes in them. Like, that's interesting. But then like, whenever we actually got them, like, they're pretty, like, I'm pulling it wide open right now and Mm -hmm. there's nothing exposed. So pretty cool yeah no i that that's that was a perfect segue to my next question like when you had found out that everything was going online like when did you find out you were a drum major so oh gosh like in april or may the way that like we do like leadership auditions at texas state i think it's march april march may how does it work what what order did the months go in january february march april march or april is whenever we start the um like audition process and you kind of fill out an application say you're interested um for section leader positions 
Okay, for anyone who's not familiar with band, I'm gonna have a hard time with this because <laughs> Kim yeah, and yeah, I yeah. have been in band together for like six years, six years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a long time. It yeah. was a long time. So we can just talk about band, but um, not everyone was in band together for six years. So whenever you're in marching band, um, there's kind of like, um, like student leaders. So like if you play the trumpet, for example, um, you might be a freshman, you're going in, and you might have a section leader who is an upperclassman who is kind of designated as the person that you direct all your questions to, um, the person that kind of answers all your questions and then uh, teaches you how to hold your instrument, how to play it in the marching band setting, all of that. So each section, each instrument in the marching band has a section leader. And then in the Bobcat marching band, we have section leaders and we have drum majors who are the people that conduct the shows um, usually if you've seen a marching band show, they're the ones at the front of the field on like the big ladders with the white uniforms on. Those are the drum majors. And you conduct the shows and you also kind of assist section leaders with helping out um, their sections. So last year I played the French horn and in the marching band, um, we don't play French horns, we play mellophones. It's like the equivalent. So I was a mellophone section leader last year and this year I'm a drum major. So whenever we're doing, um, kind of section rehearsals, section leaders will take over um, those rehearsals and the drum majors will kind of float around each section and help out. So I'm not glued to the mellophone section, even though that's what I played in marching band, I help out wherever I'm needed. Okay, your question was, so that's what the leadership hierarchy is in the Bobcat marching band. Your question was, when did, okay, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. You're, the you're good, you're good. My you're four good. hour of sleep mind, um, surprisingly, I'm scattered everywhere. Okay, so we start the audition process in, I think, late March, maybe early April, I don't know. Um, and you fill out an application if you're interested. For section leaders, um, the band directors will go through all the applications and they'll pick um, who is the most qualified and has, um, like you write like a little statement about why you wanna be in the leadership team in the Bobcat marching band. And they kind of go off of that. Whenever you're applying to be a drum major, you do all of that. And out of everybody who applied for a leadership position, band directors will pick about 10 people to go and do a live audition. And in the past years, the live audition is in person and you teach um, someone how to march, I think, how to hold their instrument so they can gotta kind of get a sample of your teaching. Uh, they kind of uh, wanna hear you give some commands. So like how you are presenting yourself in front of a group. And then you also do an interview with the band staff. It was, oh, and there's a conducting portion because you conduct the band. It was a little bit different this year because we did it online. So they picked um, a few people out of the general application pool and asked them to submit themselves uh, videos of themselves conducting uh, two songs. One of them was like, like a show song that we would play um, on the field. Another one was a Star Spangled Banner. And they go through the videos. I think they invited six people to do an interview over Zoom. And so out of the people who did the interview, they would then pick three people to be the drum majors in the Bobcat marching band. So I did that process last spring and I probably found out that I got selected, I think it was late April or early May. I think it was late April. So I've known for a while and things have been kind of 
in the air, like at that point, we weren't sure if we were turning in person or not at that point. So I think a lot of people are just really happy that we're able to do band in the first place, even if it does look a little bit different. So um, that kind of brings me to my next question. How have things been going like in in the music building and have you guys been doing rehearsals? Because I remember, um, I think it was like in the beginning of semester, someone's picture went viral. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember on Twitter and that was like the only thing I saw in, in regards to like the music. So how has that been going throughout the progression of the semester? Right. So with marching bands, we're able to do our rehearsals outside, which is good. We have a really large, we only rehearse in two places. It's either outside on our large practice field or outside at Bobcat Stadium in the stands where we stand for the football games. So we're able to have adequate spacing, good circulation. We're able to play our instruments, no problem. We come in contact with a little bit of problems whenever we get to the music building. There are some things that like we need to adjust. Um, like for concert band, for example, if we're playing like in the band rehearsal room, it is a large space, but it's still a confined space. So air is not able to circulate as much, which is important whenever you're playing uh, an instrument that requires you to blow into it. So in order to combat that, we do use the mask still in marching band, or that we use in marching band, we use them in concert band. And we also use covers on our instrument. Like I play the French horn, so oh, okay. this is the French horn cover. It prevents, I have a really big bell, so. Usually I would blow into the horn and all, it would come out that huge bell, but every instrument uses bell covers. And on this one, there's a smaller hole in it for me to put my hand in, because that's how you play the instrument. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it prevents as much air from leaking out and circulate or coming into the room. So that's one way we do it. We also, um, where was I going with that? So we do that. And then we only allow 25 people to be performing, playing instruments in the band hall or in a rehearsal space, a large rehearsal space at a time, which I think on a normal year, it's around 60 that we have and we're all like packed together. Um, but this year we're doing, um, or this semester we're doing 25 people and we're all spaced um, six feet apart, which is cool. But then, um, we have to, like I mentioned with the air circulation earlier, that's a bit of an issue. So we do a maximum of 30 minutes in the room before we'll just pick up all of our stuff, our instruments, our music, um, anything that we need, and then just walk across the hall to the other rehearsal room. <laughs> and we just like set up again and continue our rehearsal. And we, we do 30 minutes in there. And then by the time we finish that session, the other room that we were just in has aired out enough for us to go back and rehearse in it. And we just kind of go back and forth for um, the whole rehearsal. And it sounds a bit silly. It is a bit weird to get used to, but I've actually found that it's better for me personally, um, like having that little break to like transition. Um, in our rehearsals, we play a lot, like we play multiple pieces. So we're doing a different piece of music in each 30 minute session. So we're supposed to be more efficient with our time. So it's a little bit easier to stay engaged and get things done in like those 30 minute sessions for me. And I think a lot of people also. So through everything you, you the, the band, band has figured out a way to make things work 
even though yeah. like given all the circumstances that's that's honestly amazing because i remember like in the beginning i was i was kind of skeptical and like not necessarily in a bad way but more of like the logistics of it you know and how, right. how it's gonna work and i remember um my dad had called me and asked me if the band was still going to be doing things. And he's like, so they're going to be blowing hot air through an instrument in a building with closed space. I was like, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, but that's, that's honestly, that, that's, that's really spectacular. You know, I, I genuinely, I tip my hats off, you know, like, like I said, the, the, I see the pictures and it's like, Oh wow. You know, the, they're making it work. But you guys have really found a way to make it work. And have, have you guys have, have you? Is there any known cases that have come uh, from the band thus far? That you not know that, of? not that I'm aware of. No, okay. I will say that the for marching band we are doing a really good job. Students, just in general, it's been kind of surprising to me, like how willing people are to take care of themselves. Because like in the past, it's been you know how school is. It gets really stressful. And we kind of push ourselves a little bit more than we need to. So that was a big concern of mine going in. Like, how are people going to react to being sick um, and missing, having to miss school? So that's actually not really been an issue at all this year. Everyone's been taking responsibility and doing the right thing. If they're not feeling well, they just won't come to class. And our teachers have also been really understanding of that and attend like not taking off points if you're missing class if you have like attendance issues like it's all good everyone's working really well together it's been that's been well um yeah that's what i have to say about that i was gonna say i forget you mentioned the the picture earlier the viral picture from the beginning of the semester mm -hmm. and i i forgot to say i was actually i'm actually in that class um, you are yeah the person who took the picture, I was like sitting right next to him whenever he took it. Um, but what was I going to say? With that, um, like I just mentioned how we do like our, we switch room to room for band rehearsals. It's the same kind of idea. Since we are playing instruments in those classes, we need to follow the same, same protocols with the mask and the bell covers and the air circulation. But the issue with that is that we don't have the available space since it is class time we don't have the available space to move to another room after the 30 minute timer is up. So the solution to that has just been to do it outside. And a lot of people were like, how are you doing it outside? Like, that's so hot. It's at 8am and 9am, the two classes that I have are outside. So it's not hot yet. Mm -hmm. And whenever the sun does come out, it's like in a shaded area. Um, so we haven't had any issues with that. Whenever there is bad weather, we have um, a classroom space on campus. So sometimes we'll go to the classroom space and just talk, like we won't play our instruments. Um, and other times we'll just do our thing over Zoom. So we can still keep playing and our teachers can see um, what our face looks like playing the instrument without the mask on, which has been an issue if mm -hmm. you're trying to teach someone how to play an instrument. So I just wanted to go back to that because I, I totally forgot to mention that. How uh, are you concerned now that it's like getting colder that um, like it's gonna affect being outside? Yes, that has been a concern, especially right now. We're playing double reed instruments in my woodwind class, no, which, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which for anyone who doesn't know, those are extremely sensitive um, to weather changes. Like your instrument can just like crack, like if there's like the slightest change um, in weather and like your reed, which you use to play the instrument can just like break or like 
it's bad. It's not very good. So that has been concerning, but we've been making it work so far. Um, like I said, we do rely a lot on having our Zoom days if we need to. So if it's really, really cold outside or if it's raining, we just can't have our instruments outside. Um, our teachers will just send an announcement and we'll just do it on Zoom and we'll play from home. Okay, that, sound, that sounds pretty uh, streamlined. So what has it been like for you uh, being a drum major in, in college compared to high school? Because, you know, we, we, we were in a very competitive region in, in central Texas. And like, you know, I think it's like one of the top in the country and it's very competitive. And, you know, when you have that like, high to competition, people take it a lot more serious and, you know, they, they want to win. So how has that transition been from high school to now? Yeah, um, well, that's a really good question, Kim. So in Round Rock, where we're from, band is, like you said, extremely competitive. And the bands in that area are very good, and they perform very well in contest. And it is a bit of a shock, I think, whenever I started um, at Texas State my freshman year in the Bobcat Marching Band, coming from an environment where it's all about competitive success and getting first place at the contests and beating the other school, getting a higher score than them. Then you come to um, the Bobcat Marching Band and you find out there's no competitions. <laughs> you don't have to go and compete against other schools. You don't get ranked. Like you literally just go and play music and you go to football games, you support the team and you just have fun, which is like, I think a big shock to a lot of people who like come in and come from these really big schools that do really well and kind of pride themselves on doing really well in competitions. But um, you also have people that come from schools that um, are smaller and don't really um, compete as much or don't spend as much time um, trying to make a successful, a, a, competitively, a competitively successful marching band show. So being in that environment, it's kind of eye-opening in a way. Like whenever you're coming from a place where it's very competitive, you kind of forget to appreciate the music and the friendships that you're making with people. So being a part of the Bobcat Marching Band is definitely, um, what's the right word, refreshing. <laughs> kind of being able to sit back and enjoy what you're doing rather than stressing out about being the best band at the competition. And being a drum major in this environment has been really great also, because you kind of just like, like I said, everything else applies. Like you just gotta build relationships with people, have a good time, and like just have a lot of fun. Everyone at Texas State is an adult. Everybody, um, if they're doing marching band in college, that probably means that they really enjoyed marching band in high school. No one's making them do it. So everyone just has a really good attitude and we just have a lot of fun. And um, you had mentioned earlier that you were doing double read. So I'm assuming that you're gonna be doing music education as a career as opposed to performance? Yes. And do you want to focus mainly on middle school or do you want to do high school so you can kind of continue to do marching band? Right. Whenever I was in, whenever I was in high school, I was like very like, I want to go and I want to teach high school and I want to be a marching band director. And I want to have a really cool, like a good band that like really enjoys doing marching band, like the whole mar marching band leadership thing. Like I want to have a leadership team and good drum majors and like all of that stuff. But after getting into the music ed program here at Texas State and really focusing on a teaching, building a, a teaching philosophy for myself and how I want to approach um, teaching music. It has really um, changed my perspective a lot. And I never thought I would ever want to teach middle school, but 
I am planning on teaching middle school once I graduate. I can't really see myself going and teaching high school marching band um, right after college. I'm really interested in teaching um, middle schoolers because that's like the stage where like you kind of get kids to just fall in love with like playing their instrument and kind of build, like find something. I don't know. Many kids like may not feel like they have a purpose, like whenever they're growing up, they're kind of figuring out who they are, especially in middle school. So whenever like you put them in band and give them an instrument, like they kind of start to create this identity of like, oh, I'm a musician. And like, that's just a really special thing that I want to be a part of. Okay. That's, uh, that's beautiful. That really is beautiful. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I remember when Flynn had left uh, high school, he, he left us high and dry and he had like moved uh, to do middle school. And like, you know, it was, it was really, it was a big shocker. And then all of a sudden, do you, do you remember Zach Alling? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, I'm still, I'm still very close friends with him. And he was telling me that he saw Flynn at TMEA. And like, he said that like teaching middle school is much more relaxed as opposed to high school and like kids don't like fight back at you and like a lot of the kids are like there because like they want to be there and they, they kind of think it's cool and you get to like control that that interest and that's kind of what you're saying right yeah yeah exactly i feel like whenever you're doing um teaching high school can be very overwhelming especially like in texas where marching band is extremely competitive like being in band rehearsal you remember every single day for hours and it's so much and you don't have your Fridays you don't have your your Saturdays um it's so much and it's exhausting I think um students can really whenever they're a part of that in environment it can be a little toxic and like kind of shift <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah it can like kind of shift the perspectives um towards being better than other people rather than making music as a whole. I relate heavily. I relate heavily. I, I, I remember going to like region and like having the region auditions and obviously I'm, I'm a trumpet player and the, the stereotypical thing is like trumpet players are egotistical and loud. And I tried not to be that way. I tried to be really humble, but like it just, I love competing. I'm a very competitive person, but it did kind of just take the fun out of it. Like constantly yeah. having to grind and compete when and that's kind of like why I like jazz band, for example, because I felt like in jazz band, yeah, there's like region jazz and there's all these other things, but like jazz band to me, like, especially in high school is just kind of about making great music and having a good time and like talking to people after and like, Hey, that was a great solo. Like, you know, so I, I completely understand what you're saying. Do, do you know why now, now that you're, you know, more about, you know, you've been a part of TMEA and you're doing like more music education and why is Texas so competitive when it comes to marching band and, and music? Like wh where did that culture come from? Um, it came from Texas football <laughs> being okay. a very big thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, Texas, everyone knows uh, football in Texas is insane. So it would make sense for the marching band that plays with the football games to kind of, reach up to that standard and I think over the past few years especially it's become extremely innovative like the way that marching band has kind of been evolving into more of a like an art performance um, rather than like this like entertaining halftime show like there's a lot of schools out there really trying to like make some cool stuff which is like really appreciate like I really appreciate that and I have seen a lot of really cool marching band shows but 
yeah, like we just talked about, it can get really stressful whenever you're putting kids in that situation. Especially like when you're having thousands of dollars put into this one show, you yeah. know, and like the band fees, like, you know, you got to pay $200 to be a part of the band. That's insane. That is yeah. actually insane, dude. Like $200 is nothing <laughs> compared to like from Stony Point, like whenever you're a freshman, where we went to at Stony Point, whenever you're a freshman, you pay $500 to join the band. And like, it's like, oh, whoa, that's a lot. But then whenever you realize that you're the cheapest school in the district and other schools charge thousands of dollars for you to be a part of band. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. Um, have you ever thought about doing DCI? Or did you, <laughs> did you want to do it at some point? Yeah, in high school, I like mentioned this earlier, but like in high school, I was like total marching band. Like, oh, I loved it. Like I went to DCI, or for those that don't know, uh, DCI stands for Drum Corps International, which... In a simple way to put it, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. It's like professional marching band in a way. Essentially. Yeah, it's just marching band at a really high level. And like they take kids from all over the, all over the world and like put them in these, um, these drum corps and they practice like for so long I think it's like 10 hours a day like just band 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 and like whenever I was in high school I that was the most exciting thing to, to me in the world because I absolutely I absolutely loved being in the marching band um and I did go to a few auditions in high school um I would like always spend a lot of time preparing for because you have to audition to be in them and you have to pay to audition um and I was lucky enough to be able to to go to auditions because I had my grandparents are really supportive and um, I always did well, but I was always really scared because I was always the youngest person there because like a lot of people were in college and I was like this high school. I was, I think, 15 the first time I went to a drum corps audition. I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, and there were, I was like the only high school student there. <laughs> Everyone else was in college and I was terrified and I got invited to the callback. Um, but I didn't go because I was just so scared. I was like, if that was like the, like anyone can go to that. I don't want to go to the callback. Like they're probably going to be so old and scary, which like, I'm not sure what would have happened if I did go. <laughs> it probably wouldn't have been that bad, but yeah, I definitely did want to do drum corps in high school. But as I've um, started school at Texas state, my focuses have shifted a bit more to um, just like, I think I got a lot more into um, the French horn rather than the mellophone, which is the marching band equivalent of my instrument. Well, you're really good at it. You're really good. At it. In high school, you you were pretty. You carried. You carried. You carried. Even after you graduated, it, it was really funny. Everyone was like, "Man, Sam's gone. I guess our French horn section's gone too." Like oh I, I kid you not. I kid you not. I'm dead serious. You can ask. You can at least ask Zach, because I feel like you, because you, you did, like, ensembles and stuff with Zach, right? Yeah, Zach and I were really close in high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll tell you, like, after you left, the French horn section was done. And it was so funny. It is, it's actually hilarious. So, um, <laughs> in the full orchestra, right, mm -hmm. the, the year after you left, the French horn section, like, Miss Suzanski would, like, try so hard and, like, it would it would be we would try not to laugh because like it would just it would take it would take them so long and it was like the stuff like 
you know how they say like rehearsal is to like hear stuff that you practice on your own yes and they were just practicing in rehearsal with Mr. Zubansky (laughs) so um yeah you are you're a beast you're a beast of the French horn and it's amazing to see how much you've grown like uh from when I met you to now because like like I said earlier I've known you since middle school right And like, I remember when we were in jazz band and you stood right next to me and you had your little glasses and you played the <laughs> trumpet. And like, you know, I remember when you, when you became drum major and you were so passionate about it. And I thought that was really dope because um, in terms of like me and music, I, um, I don't know. I, I always loved it, but I, I just can't, I don't see myself being like in education and like, I don't really want to do that professionally. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I feel like the level of dedication and hours of practicing a day that it takes to just be on that level and the sacrifice you have to make, I don't I don't feel like I'm willing to do that. So I don't know. I, I just I, I admire people that are passionate and I see your passion in music and I th- I just think it's really awesome. Especially like I remember when I found out you're a drum major and I'm like, it makes sense, you know? Because uh yeah, you you've just you've always been really spectacular and I I, I love to see it. I love to see it. That's so nice, Kim. I feel I feel the same exact way about you. This is so cool that you're doing this podcast. That's awesome. I like I think I've like been seeing you like on Snapchat and like Instagram and stuff and like you're out there like doing your thing and like it's really cool seeing you just like making stuff and like I don't know, just putting yourself out there. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 mind boggling like first off, like how many people from like our high school go here. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it 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 bothers me because you can't like, well, at least when we were on campus, you couldn't go anywhere without like seeing, seeing like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like ah, hey, but uh, no, no, no. It's it's okay. But um, yeah, I um, I really, I I really am. I'm really happy for you, and I'm I'm proud of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so have you have you uh. Do you know anything about like the jazz programs on campus? Because that's something kind of I wanted to get interested in. I'm, I'm kind of interested in, and I wanted to ask you about for maybe like the future. Right. To be honest, I'm not extremely familiar with the jazz um, ensembles at Texas State. I know that there are quite a few of them. Um, I think there were three or four last year. I think one of them recently they just don't, they they're not doing it anymore for whatever reason. That's a good question because I actually am interested in joining the jazz band too. Really? So what would you play? Find, we should we should find out together. Um, in my brass class, I, I just learned trombone for like the past. Hey, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, like I'm not too bad at this. I learned flute and trombone at the same time, and I was like, oh, flute is so fun. Like I want to play flute, but then I'm like. I'm not really good at it though. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm better at the trombone, but I want to play the flute. So I'm thinking about playing one of them in an ensemble next semester. I'll find out if I get good enough. You know, flute parts are crazy. Woodwind parts in general are just insanely. I mean, they're probably not that difficult. But I'm a brass player. I'm a French horn player, <laughs> so <laughs> it looks crazy to me. So. In jazz or like standalone, like eighteen. Just like. Stuff? just in general, like in band music specifically. I'm not really sure what um, trombone music would look like in a jazz band. I I, I feel like it's difficult. It also depends what jazz band you're in, because there are like different levels of difficulty. So if I can be like 
in like the one that is not the hardest, then I'll probably get by okay. I can get every other note. Oh, okay. Every other <laughs> note, yeah. Every other note. Just like as long as I play half of it, I feel like that's enough to get credit for being in the band. Yeah. No, I uh, I understand. I don't know. It's something that I've um, I've been curious about, and I just I recently got a Apple Music. I got like four months for free, so I've been listening to a lot of jazz, and I don't know. It it, it makes me miss like playing the trumpet, you know? Yeah. Because I I have my trumpet here with me. It's it's in a, it's in my closet, and it's hard to practice here because like the walls are so thin yeah. and like the people above below and everybody in the apartment can hear me and I don't want to be that guy. So that kind of deters me from, from playing it from time yeah. to time. So uh, how are the, how, how does the practice rooms uh, work in the music building? Like during all this? I haven't really been using the practice rooms. That was a huge concern of mine. <laughs> Cause like whenever you're a music major and like you're in the, like you're taking lessons every week, you kind of have to practice a lot because your, your professors expect you to get better. Whoa, crazy, right? Um, but you have to practice a lot. So I was very nervous because I'm the same way. Like playing in my apartment is terrifying to me. Like just super self-conscious. I think that's a musician thing in general. Just like being very self-conscious of playing and you're like, ah, am I bothering someone? Do I sound bad? Oh, I sound bad. I should stop playing and like stuff like that. So I was really nervous. They are still allowing us to use the practice rooms. Um, I haven't used them, I will say. But the process for getting one, I think you have to reserve a room two days in advance. Like there's a few practice rooms in the music building. And if you ask for one, they'll assign one for or to you at a certain time. And then I think you have to let 30 minutes pass whenever you're done before someone else can use it. And like whenever you're out. in there, you have to air it out. Whenever you're in there, it's just you. And when you're done practicing, you just wipe everything down. You disinfect the, all the surfaces. And then you leave whenever you're done. Someone else can come in with like as long as there's like time in between mm -hmm. so the room can air out but yeah there's like a structured schedule like you have to like reserve the room like you can't just go walk into one and use no, it okay. which is how it has been in the past you just go find wherever you can practice a lot of people have been practicing in the parking garage right outside the music building are you serious and, yeah like, every time there's actually a space um in the parking garage blocked off for people to play in the garage like, there's, like, a very large space. I think they have class in there um, whenever there's class times. I think some people have lessons with their teachers out there, and some people just go and practice out there. Oh, my. Yeah, the, yeah. Way, the way the structure is for music, it's, uh, it's pretty insane. Like, I, I, I would not have imagined a lot of the stuff that, like, you told me now, especially, like, the mask with the holes. Yeah. I didn't – like, when I saw the pictures, I thought they were probably just, like – you know, just blowing through the horns or whatever, but that's, uh, that's, that's insane. Um, furthermore, so how's, uh, like your classes been like since you're doing music ed and like learning different instruments, that's kind of something I'm interested about. Yeah. So I like mentioned band already, like how we're doing that. Um, and then we're doing the instrumental classes outside. We are following a lot of the same procedures, like we wear the mask, for brass no, 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 like, like, like your own, like your experience, like learning different. Like my personal, like my yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's what I care about. I care about you, not the rest of those. Oh, so nice. Um, I feel like it's been okay. Um, it is pretty weird. Like, whenever we're wearing our masks. Wait. 
like you can only see the eyes like on yourself and like we're learning flute so I've never touched a flute before like in my <laughs> entire life before the semester and I'm supposed to learn how to play it and this is how they're teaching me how to play it like this oh yeah so like there's no way I don't know if you can hear me there's no way for the instructor to be like oh Samantha you're too far to the left like like how that's crazy but our teacher my teacher dr dennis he's actually he's crazy like he's able to be like oh like you're not like i'll like play it something like on with the mask like this or is it and like he can't oh see anything <laughs> was that really loud <laughs> <laughs> you spooked me i was not expecting that exactly but, uh... never know when to expect it like i'll play something and he somehow knows he goes oh like you're off center like you need to move to the left try moving to the left a little bit more or like you need to move your flute higher up and i'm just like what like is this the level i'm expected to be on whenever i graduate because that's insane like he can literally give us feedback without seeing anything and just like from hearing it um which is crazy <laughs> that's insane so that is really cool um it took getting used or getting used to it um whenever he would give feedback, I had my mask on, I'm just like, how do you, like, how do I trust you? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, how do you know this? But it, it works. Everyone's been getting better at the instruments and learning a lot of stuff, especially whenever we have like our Zoom days. Um, we can just do like a normal thing. You can just see me perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it hasn't been too bad. Um, I will say we do a lot of teaching. Since they are teaching classes, we have to practice teaching. So like, every Friday we'll do, um, there will be a group of people in the class who are going to teach like a lesson. So doing it online is really weird. Um, like, I don't know, just like imagine being in a zoom room full of people and everyone's muted. Like some people have their cameras off and like, maybe they're on their phones, like they can't see you. And you're like, how's everyone today? And like, you hear nothing. Like, it's just crazy. Or like, you're like, all right, everyone, like, get your flutes out and like they get them out but like you can't see anything <laughs> like you can just like kind of see like maybe a little bit of the flute poking out from like the corner of the screen it's especially crazy in like a marching band setting like i was like teaching um at a marching band over the summer and i did like a little like block from their marching band rehearsal and i was like okay everybody like uh have your instruments like at set whatever and like you know whenever you're in marching band you have to be really still like while you're waiting for instructions and you're waiting to know what to do. So I'll be giving instructions and everyone's just standing there still. And I'm like, are their screens frozen? Like, can they hear me? Like, do they, like, do they know what I'm, what, that they're supposed to, what they're supposed to do right now? It's just like a lot of second guessing and questioning yourself. And it's just a lot of getting used to. So that's the biggest thing for me, like the whole teaching over Zoom, which I don't know. At, part of me is like, wow, like, yeah, like, I am getting experience being in front of a group and talking to a group of people and giving instruction like that's good, but it's in, in an online setting like how applicable applicable is that the right word. Yeah, how yeah. applicable is that going to be to me whenever I graduate, but then like you kind of realize like we might still be in this whenever like you go and whenever I graduate in like two years like I might be teaching band on zoom so it is like a valuable. Um, experience that I'm getting it's just like it's crazy like putting ourselves in like this new reality and like kind of realizing like things might be like this for a while does that scare you for like graduation are, are you a junior right now yeah uh first semester or second semester 
first semester. Okay. Yeah. Does that does that like freak you out that this might we might still be living in this uh, like when this is and when you graduate? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It does, especially next year. Like, I'm gonna be starting um, like my teacher kind of track, like to getting teacher certification. So I'll be student teaching. Like I'll I'll be out and about doing the whole band director thing. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to be in person teaching band or if I'm going to be in Zoom teaching band next year, as early as next year. And then, like, whenever I can go and, like, actually get my job, like, it's really interesting to think that I've been doing band for 10 years now. And nine of those 10 years, um, it was in person. And one of those 10 years was online and I'm teaching through my experiences from that one online and you are pulling aspects of like the nine years that you were in person but it's not the same it's very difficult so that is scary yes it is scary but i do feel fortunate to have um these opportunities to teach online and kind of get used to it and um feel somewhat comfortable by the time i'm actually in front of a group of actual um 12 year olds and uh, when you graduate, are you going to stay in Texas or do you want to move elsewhere? I don't know yet. Um, I've been pretty set um, on teaching right after I get out, after I graduate, going and getting mm -hmm. a band director job right after I graduate, um, especially like in the central Texas area. Like I'm kind of was like hoping to stay in this area, like um, Austin-ish and like the surrounding area. Um, but more and more I've been like thinking about maybe going to school like grad school right after I graduate um I don't know it's just a matter of what I want to do I would like to teach band um I would 100% love to teach band right after I graduate but I think whenever you have interest in going to graduate school it's like a matter of like going and doing it you know yeah it's like I feel like once I go and get my job it's like oh well, my job is keeping me here like oh like my, I don't know, like, maybe I'll have a house, like, my house is keeping me here, and, like, I don't know how likely I would be to go out and um, pursue, like, higher education again. Um, yeah, so what, what would your, like, master's degree be? Because I've, when I've talked to, Mr. Sanchez came in right after he left, when, mm -hmm. uh, when left, and I, when I've talked to him about, like, hey, you know, would you, would you want to go to, would you want to get your master's degree? He's like, yeah, I would probably get in, like, conducting. And I was really yeah. like a master's degree in conducting. Was that like something you would be interested in or what? Yeah, there's like, there's a good amount of things I would be interested in um, for like a master's degree. I've always like thought like, there's so much I can see myself doing. It's just a matter of like, what it is going to be, you know, because mm -hmm. like going to grad school is expensive <laughs> and you kind of like, that's like a big decision to make. Like, what am I going to get my degree in? So, like, yeah, conducting is a big thing that, like, actually for a while, I was like, oh, like, that would be so cool. Like, I'd love to get a degree in conducting. But um, more lately, I've actually been leaning towards the um, kind of administrative, like, route of things. Like, some schools offer, like, arts leadership, fine arts administration um, kind of programs that are sent more business-centered, which, like, would kind of help you out with um, running a fine arts program. Or like, I don't know, maybe starting like a nonprofit that is dedicated to bringing music to um, communities that may not have 
as much opportunity and stuff in that realm. And that's extremely exciting to me. Like that whole idea of like, what can I do to like bring music to communities, communities that don't have it. So that's like really, really exciting to me right now. And um, that's every day that starts to feel a little bit more like, yes, that is what I want to do. Um, but there's also like the ideas of getting like a horn performance degree. Cause like, I'm not a competitive person at all. And I feel like whenever I think of people who go out and get performance degrees, I'm like, oh, like there's these competitive people that like want to be the best um, on their instrument. They want to go and like make the best audition for the best ensembles and make the best ensembles and be first chair and like do so great. But in reality, like whenever you're going and getting a performance degree, you're learning how to be a musician on a higher level. And I already know for me going into my first few years of teaching, I'm going to have trouble feeling confident in making musical decisions. Cause like I do, like, I believe it or not, um, I have like trouble, like, what should I do here? Should I push through the line? Should I emphasize this note? Do this, 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 this. There's like so many options whenever it comes to music and it's scary. Um, to not only make those decisions for yourself, but whenever you're a band director, making it for everyone. And then oh, yeah. you have to justify why you made that decision. And you're, whenever you're doing that, you're kind of telling kids like, this is the right way to do it. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like it's, that's scary to me. And then going and getting a horn performance degree would kind of help me solidify um, my confidence as a musician. So right now you're like, as of right now, obviously it's subject to change. You're kind of on the fence of like, do I want to get, become, get like a performance fine arts admin and kind of like, I don't know, maybe do something and help different communities for the future and have that experience and, and provide music to those. And maybe it'll help them and give them experiences that I've had. Or you're like, maybe I can do fine arts uh, or no, it was performance, right horn performance, excuse me and kind of just hone my own skills so that way when I do teach I'll be better yeah exactly and you would be happy with uh either right yeah definitely just, yeah. if I were to do the performance route I would probably go to grad school like pretty soon like maybe even like right after I graduate just like go and get that degree and like be like all right let's let's go start teaching and like I don't know but the the more ad administrative route would take a while, I feel, to kind of like go and establish, um, get some work done, do some research, establish like what my mission is, what I want to do before I start applying to schools. Okay, understood. Um, I mean, I can, honestly, I could see you doing uh, both really well because um, you you kind of have that personality and you're you're good with people and like approaching people. And like, it's like, oh, hey, hey, Kim, how, how's it going? Oh, do you need help, man? Yeah, I can help you if you ever need help. Just just let me know. Like, like when I talked about you uh, before, when I talked to you before we started the episode, and it was like when I saw you and Ellie, and you guys were like, hey, you know, like, why don't you do music? Hey, you know, we can we can hook you up. We can talk to professors. We'll get you in there. Hey, I know this person. Here's their number. I know you play trumpet you can talk to like you have that you have that type of personality so I can genuine I could see you doing really well in either and I never thought of like the I didn't even know there was a fine arts administration that had never even crossed my mind so yeah. I can I could definitely see you doing uh either of those things yeah yeah it's definitely that's a hard decision to try to like make <laughs> like I said I can I if I always say like 
I feel like I'm the happiest whenever I'm a student, like going and just like absorbing information. If I could just like collect degrees, like, <laughs> I oh, would yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that gets expensive, but I've oh. also been trying to do well in my undergrad so I can, I don't know, get some of it paid for through like scholarships and stuff. So I don't know, maybe I'll get two masters and we'll, we don't have to decide. Um, this is the last thing I want to ask you about because we're almost out of time. So I was going to actually ask you about this earlier and it just, it popped up in my head after the fact, how is the music fraternity? Oh, yes. How is Um, that? That's great. Um, So um, you're thinking about Kappa Kappa Psi, which is the name of the uh, music fraternity. Um, Gosh, where do I even begin? I can confidently say that Kappa Kappa Psi, joining that organization is the best decision I have ever made. Probably, I guess joining band would be the best decision I ever made, but right behind that, uh, joining Kappa Kappa Psi. So, gosh, so Kappa Kappa Psi is a band fraternity. Uh, We're co-ed, so anyone can join, literally anyone, just we'll take anyone, just come join. And we're kind of um, established in like we've built our mission around providing service to the band programs at Texas State. Um, So that means that we'll set up for rehearsals. I don't know if you remember me in high school. I'd always get there early and set up the the band hall, pull all the chairs off the rack and all the stands. And I'm just like, oh, this is pretty fun. That's literally what we do in Kappa Kappa Psi. Like we do the setting up for a band rehearsal and concert band, filling water jugs for marching band. we put we have to paint dots on the field before every rehearsal so we can um, do our formations properly and just like providing service in any way that we can to the organization and also like we like um, organize service projects um, just to I guess make music more accessible to people or just help things run smoother for um, any band organizations or events that are happening at Texas State. And I love doing all of that. It's so amazing. And I think what's better about it is that like, we're doing it with people that feel the exact same way. Like most of everyone who is in Kappa Kappa Psi was like a section leader or a drum major or just in any role, like in a leadership role, whenever like they were in high school band. So we all share like the same like kind of philosophy like on band and the same ideas about how we want to approach things, if that makes sense. So I don't know, just having a group of people, there's like, I don't know how many people are in it right now. I think last year it was around 40. So just like having 39 friends that all feel the same way about band and we just love band and we go and do all the band things. It's a lot of fun. It's really great. Yeah, that's, uh, that's dope. I, um, I remember uh, Sanchez told me to try and join a music fraternity, and the one he he kept telling me about he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't stop talking about it. But then I got here, and I I, I remember seeing like the big uh, letters outside mm-hmm. of uh, the room upstairs, and I think it's dope, especially when you tell me more about it, and you uh, were like, you know, it's co-ed, and all you have to do is like go to like different performances, right, mm-hmm. to like get in. And I thought uh, I thought it was awesome. Um, I wish I could have been a part of it earlier and you know if i if i did like do jazz band or was more invested in music i definitely would um because that sounds it sounds really interesting and fascinating and do you know shane Rowe? is he in that 
as well. Yeah, he's in. Yeah. There's another. Yeah, there's another organization, uh, Fimeo Alpha. That's the one that. Shane yeah. Has. Okay. What's the What's yeah. the difference between those two? Well, the Kappa Kappa Psi is a service organization, so we do like a lot of service to the bands, and we provide a lot um, for the bands. Okay. Fimeo Alpha is more of like a. I forget what their category is. I think social or professional. I can't remember what how they categorize themselves. But it's more of like a, and they do do service stuff, but it's more of like a, like building uh, like this bond and like a brotherhood, which we do as well, but we do it through service, giving back to our band organizations. Okay. Okay. That's, um, that's cool. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, I, I like that. I like that. A lot of, a lot of like the black fraternities on campus do the same thing. And I kind of like that as opposed to the distinction of like the social because when, when I feel like when people think about fraternities, they think of like the pop culture perception and yeah. like parties and like this, that and the other. But, you know, in reality, a lot of the fraternities are just really out to help the community, you know? Yeah, exactly. But um, we are just about out of time. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Uh, you are one of the biggest reasons why I ended up coming to Texas State uh so thank you for that i don't look back i'm really happy i picked this school over unt mm-hmm. uh, it's a great school i love it here yeah no I, it it is a great school that's why that's why i'm still here i uh <laughs> i i really like it as well and uh again thank you so much for your time um i look forward to seeing i'll keep up keep more in touch with what's going on with the marching band and uh, i'll also keep in closer contact with you i know uh honestly we're just both really busy yeah. But uh, I'll do try and do better in, in checking up on you and make sure everything's going well. Yeah, in, same. We can we can do jazz band together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Sounds <laughs> we good. See each other every week. Sounds good. Yeah. But uh, is there is there anything else you want to like plug? I normally tell people you know if there's anything they want to shout out at the end before we uh, cut off. I personally don't have anything for me. But I will say, um, just go out and check out the bands. Like, if you're going to a football game, uh, watch the marching band halftime performance. Or if you're on campus, go to a, a Texas State concert, um, like concert band concert. Um, I don't know, jazz band. There's lots of music being performed at Texas State University. And it's really worthwhile to go and check it out. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be it for this episode of The Star Sit Down. Thank you so much for checking it out. I'll see you next Friday. Bye.